What is going on, everybody? Hello, hello. It is Wednesday, and I am back in the studio for the first time in, like, two weeks. I actually... I actually, you know what? I think I like being up and at them. Uh, nice to sit here in the mornings, but uh, it was really fun in Vegas. I'm looking back on the trip and uh, just thinking about it more, and I had so much fun. It was great being in person, getting to talk to all the guests. It was great being in the thick of the action, and um, I had a fantastic trip. Now that the uh, jet lag has subsided, and um, you know, I was able to sleep in a little bit, and or sleep, not sleep in, but rather just sleep, um, I'm feeling more like myself. So things are good uh, back here on the East Coast, but I'm headed back to the West Coast. Later on tomorrow, I'm going to be skiing in Vail, Colorado, so I'm excited about that. My second ski trip in like two months, who is she? She's an athlete. She's a snow bunny. She's a lot of things. Uh, anyways, welcome to the show, everybody. And uh, we have some fun things to get into today, being that it is wearing my red in commemoration. Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day to everybody out there. Hope you are spending it with someone you love or even someone you don't love. If you're a woman and you're getting wined and dined and, you know, you hate the guy, that's still fine. I uh, just hope you're getting treated well on this Valentine's Day. Um, but there is some love lost between two people that we have been watching feud for years now. Kanye West, Taylor Swift clearly do not like each other. And over the weekend at the Super Bowl, there are now rumors swirling from former NFL star Brandon Marshall. He was the first to put this news out into the universe on social media. Um, he was on his podcast, and he talked about how Kanye West, I didn't see any of this happen, Kanye West was kicked out of the Super Bowl because he bought seats directly in front of Taylor Swift's box to purposely try to steal the limelight from her. So here's what Marshall had to say on his podcast. Take a listen. Kanye West pulls up to Vegas. Kanye West buys a ticket right in front of Katy Perry's booth. So anytime they were going to be showing Katy Perry, Kanye's face was going to be there. Did you say in front of Taylor's booth or in front of Taylor, Katy Perry's booth? Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. In front of Taylor Swift's booth. Oh. He had a, a mask on with his logo on a mask, mm -hmm. right? Typical Kanye. Taylor Swift gets pissed off. Seat Boom Boom makes a call or two. Everybody's involved. He gets kicked out the stadium. Oh, this is hot. But Kanye, this Kanye, hot. Yeah. this is hot tea, hot tea, hot tea, oh. hot tea, hot tea. Okay. Got kicked out the stadium. He was trying to leverage her celebrity right. to. Because he right. knows they're not going to cut to him. Mm -hmm. So he's like, I'm going to strategically position myself. So every time they cut over here to her. So now you got to go back to the beef, you know, him cutting her right, off. Yeah. It's like, you know, Beyonce should have won it. And then years after. And just that whole relationship. But that's what he tried to do, man. He tried to sit in front of Taylor Swift. Okay. Again, I don't know if this is real or not because reps for Kanye West are denying all of these claims. They said that this is a completely fabricated rumor. It is not true. And there are photos of Kanye West and his wife, Bianca Sensori, at the venue they're spotted inside the Raising Cane suite. So kicked out of the Super Bowl. I'm not really sure. Maybe they were just kicked out of the vicinity of Taylor Swift's box. But I've got to say, if this is real and he was actually trying to troll Taylor Swift like this, I don't know. I feel two different ways about it. One, uh, I kind of respect it because it is the ultimate troll. On the other hand, uh, leave the girl alone. I mean, come on. You're, you're a grown man. Why are you trying to uh, make an issue at the Super Bowl uh, with Taylor Swift. But uh, on the same token of Kanye West, uh, he has no plans 
on doing what people expect of him. Uh, he's been continuously posting his wife, Bianca Sensori, on his Instagram for, I mean, at this point, months now. And he posts her in the most vulgar of ways, like wearing next to nothing, which is interesting because a lot of people have pointed out, and it's very obvious, that this is the exact obvious of how he wanted his ex-wife, Kim Kardashian, to be acting on Instagram. Uh, he wanted to portray her completely different, more of like a very upscale, um, like haute couture type model rather than like the kind of trashy demeanor that he's promoting Bianca in. Uh, but anyways, he posted the same story, literally the same story of her over the weekend wearing next to nothing. It almost looked like she was wearing like a piece of pizza, like a type of bodysuit. It was very bizarre. He posted the same thing three times in a row. Do we have that photo we can throw up um, of what she looked like? Yeah, here it is. Uh, it kind of looks like a piece of pizza. Uh, spilling out of the sides, but really high up the back. Uh, she was, she, I mean, she, listen, she has a banging bod. She looks great, but uh, very interesting uh, outfit to put your wife in. And then he posted it three times in a row and people were confused. Like, why are you posting the same three, same three, same thing three times in a row? So he got on his Instagram to try and justify it. Here's what he had to say. Yeah, I just want to tell everybody I posted my wife three times on purpose. And it sounds like, so what I'm saying is, I delivered the album. Then people still in my comments talking about, why are you posting your wife? Because she make me happy. That's why y'all happy with the music, because I'm happy. You understand? So don't ever say nothing negative. If you don't like my page and don't like what I'm posting, go yourself. Seriously. Leave me, leave the king the alone. I don't care, bro. I'm going to post my wife as much as I want. Go post your wife when you're Okay, well, we know he doesn't care. That's been obvious for quite some time now. So um, there's Kanye West justifying further uh, why he's posting his wife in such crude manners, which I guess to each their own. I don't know that I would want my husband pushing me in that direction if I wanted to do it on my own. Fine, I guess if he supported it. That I think it's a little weird if a husband supports that kind of behavior from his wife. That's just my opinion. Uh, but to like make that your MO, to push them in that direction is a different story. Uh, but again, Kanye does not care. Kanye does what Kanye wants. Uh, he also just posted early this morning, or maybe it was late last night, I saw it early this morning, um, to his Instagram, a story that he has overtaken Taylor Swift as the number one global artist on Spotify. So he is clearly trolling. Um, that is what it is. And... Um, Listen, as a an innocent bystander, I can't say I'm not entertained by the drama. So there we have it. Um, okay, but now let's bring in uh, two very exciting guests. I'm really excited to get into them, get into it with them. We have Devin and Asha still uh, joining the show. They are the co-host of the Relationships podcast. And um, guys, I'm so excited to be talking to you on this Valentine's Day. So before we get started, mm -hmm. happy Valentine's Day to both of you. Happy Thank Valentine's you. Happy Day. Day. And obviously, Devin, former NFL player. Um, so you are able to really, I think, understand uh, so many of the different aspects of the stories I just spoke on. Um, Kanye West kicked out of the Super Bowl, supposedly, although he was seen in the Raising Cane suites. Uh, then immediately afterwards, justifying you guys, the fact that he's posting his wife, Bianca Sensori, on Instagram. And 
I know you've seen it, right? It's pretty bizarre well, what he's doing. I don't know how you it. two feel about it, but yeah, this What's is that? our first time. This is our first time hearing about it. Um, watching the show. Oh, you know, yeah. So honestly, to be honest with y'all, we don't really speak on rumors, but when it comes to a, a married couple, we don't know what the conversations are inside their own home and, and their comfort level of comfortability with what they share with the world. So we don't. We try not to judge what people do in their marriages and what works for them works for them. Okay. Okay, that's fair. Um, yeah, I guess. It, it might just, I mean, this isn't a rumor, though. This is, he's, you know, the, the Super Bowl thing is a supposed yeah, rumor, yeah, but the fact I'm, that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking he's, about. Yeah, yeah. So so that's all good. But what about the fact that, you know, I'm you two are married, correct? Right. Okay. So, you you know, husband, wife. Um, Asha, I mean, I'm just looking at your outfit right now. Uh, you know, I don't know if you choose to like dress more conservatively on a regular basis. I know I have different looks like the way I'm dressed right now is not the way I was dressed at a Super Bowl party this weekend. I'll be very honest about that. And I'm totally comfortable with that. Um, but I then again, I don't have a man who's like, you need to wear this. And I'm going to continuously like kind of prod you in front of all of my millions of Instagram fans. I don't know, Asha, as a woman, do you have any issue what's going with what's going on here? Like as far as how he's treating his current wife versus how he was towards Kim Kardashian, his ex-wife now. Um, very different tones. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't know them personally. I would say it's interesting the way that the style of dress, but like Devin was saying to each his own, if she chooses to go along with it, I guess if it works for them, it works for them. But like you said, I choose to be a little bit more modest, but we all have our choices. Devin, would you be okay if Asha was like, listen, I want to I wanna hit the streets and I want to be complete? I mean, now I don't get it. I don't know if this is Bianca's choice, but, no. you know, dressing where she's essentially, I mean, you've seen the pictures of her the, going through Italy. Like, there, you had yeah. people, you know, in Europe um, who seemed to be a little bit more, uh, I guess, I don't know. Like, people in Europe are more chill, I think, than Americans in most senses. And, I mean, she was walking out basically naked, like, in the streets of Italy. Like, you could see pretty much everything. Uh, would you yeah. be okay with your wife dressing like that in public? No. Well, me and my wife, we have a clear understanding of our, our core values and how we want to show up in the world. And we created the type of space where we can have adult conversations. And if we're doing something that really is hurtful to the other person, we'll address that situation and make the necessary changes. But for our marriage, we, we mm -hmm. definitely wouldn't be comfortable with something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I love the dynamic um, of your relationship. Um, you know, Devin, former defensive end for the Cincinnati Bengals. Asha, you are a certified relationship coach. So I the dynamic here in my opinion, I love. Um, and I love that you two have conversations so you know what's expected of the other, or, you know, or at least what the boundaries of each other's are. Right. Um, because I think that that's an important guideline that a lot of people should have in their relationship that they don't, which leads right. to many issues down the road. So how did you ultimately start your podcast? Um, I mean, I see the, you know, kind of the inroads uh, that would make sense for this podcast to happen. But when did you decide that together, this would make sense for you to do a podcast together that's based on relationships? Yeah, th this happened in 2019, where we saw a couple of high profile 
relationships fall apart. And they were big influencers in the relationship space. And when we were looking through the comments, we started to see a lot of people say, hey, we under we would have understood if you were going through certain challenges in your relationship. We just wish you would have shared that with us. And me and Asha looked at it as an opportunity to really share the real and authentic challenges that people face in a relationship, but also share the real solutions. So I ended up going back to school at the University of Pennsylvania, where I studied applied positive psychology. And Asha went back to school and became a certified relationship coach. And we brought both of our backgrounds um, academically and just our background in being married. And we created this podcast where we can help couples overcome the challenges that you know, we often deal with in marriages and create flourishing uh, uh, relationships. Okay, I love that. So what's the, like, what is the most common inquiry that you get? Like, what kind of questions do you mostly get from couples who are, whether they're struggling or they just want a little bit of guidance in some area or another? What's the thing you hear most from people that reach out? Um, I would say we get a lot of questions from couples that are struggling, that are facing challenges and adversities in their relationship um, from a numerous amounts of things, but they're typically all the same, uh, just different experiences. So along those lines, we found out that a lot of couples are facing the similar challenges and we are able to guide them and direct them to help them overcome those challenges. Yeah, well, I, I think one is not okay, truly um, having a oh. deeper understanding of each other's inner world and who they are at the core. Because life is so busy that sometimes we get caught up in the experiences we share with the person, where we go, the things that we eat. We don't take the time out to really get beneath the surface and truly discover who our partner is and become attuned with that, which is basically having a desire to understand and respect your partner's inner world. Um, so we try to help couples get a deeper understanding of each other, become students of each other so that they can continuously learn and grow together. I love that. Um, I'm all about getting deeper. I love I love those type of conversations that get beneath the superficial. And I think it's super important to keep things interesting and understanding each other. And I think, like you said, there's so much more to life than like getting a nice dinner here and there, or watching yeah. your favorite show together. Like to be able to be like someone's best friend and understand right. what they need at really any point right. in time and be able to provide that for them is so important. And I think if you don't have that, like ultimately there's really no point in having this everlasting relationship. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You need that person that you can turn to in the good times to make the good times feel better. And you need that person you can turn to during the dark times that let you know that you're not going through it alone. And your partner de most definitely has to be your best friend and the person that you can go through life's ups and downs with. Okay, so before we get into some questions that um, I have had posed to me for both of you, what are some things that you two practice together? Like, I know you have great communication, but do you have like a nightly or daily or weekly type of exercise that you do together to make sure you're both getting what you need out of the relationship, making sure you're still on the same page? Um, yeah. Do you have any different things that you'd like to take part in? Yeah. yeah, well, we have a habit of connection. We made a vow to each other to wake up early every morning, 5 a.m., and to start our day with a couple's devotional so we just want to be a little bit more in tune before we go into the day and the busy world of just that can be chaotic sometimes to really ground ourselves and be able to take on the day to have a better day. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's really simple with these habits of connection. Um, research shows that if couples just spend 15 minutes a day 
connecting with each other, giving each other their undivided attention. They have higher levels of relationship satisfaction versus those who are not being intentional and spending that 15 minutes together. And 15 minutes doesn't seem like a lot of time. And for a lot of couples, they may think that they're actually doing this, but just think about the distractions that are around you, whether the TV's on or you're on your phone or y'all are doing things with the kids or cooking. We're talking about 15 minutes where you're just sitting down and you're talking with your partner. You're not talking about the frustrations or the stresses within your own relationship, but you're just talking about life in general and getting to learn about each other's day, about the things that they're going through in their life and, and ways that you want to move forward in your relationship. Okay, awesome advice. Uh, good for both of you for making the time every single morning. Uh, I know a lot of people would probably rather sleep in and have those oh, yeah. 15 extra minutes of sleep rather than yeah. having these, you know, times of devotion and maybe getting into right. some more difficult conversations if, if it needs to happen. So good for both of you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I love hearing that, especially being that it's Valentine's Day. Uh, yeah. We love love around here. Um, so let's get into some questions. Um, I had so many people writing me. Um, they needed feedback and, and advice on different topics as far as it pertains to love and their relationships. Yeah. So the first one, and Asha, I feel like this is good for you to answer. Uh, someone wanted to know, do girls ever come back when they're the ones who broke up with you? <laughs> or actually, I think both of you could answer this because, I mean, Devin, I guess you would be the one to know if they come back. And Asha, you're a woman, so you could speak to whether or not you'd come back and why. So we'll let both of you respond. I think they will definitely come back. It depends on the situation. And we always like to say, if you take a break from a situation, what you do with that time, how intentional you are with fixing whatever needs to be fixed or working on yourself, going back to the relationship, it can definitely happen. So if they want to come back, they'll definitely come back. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I honestly feel like most of the times when a woman walks away from a relationship, she's reached a breaking point. And if she does decide to come back, there's really no point of her coming back if you haven't changed as a man. And this is speaking specifically to that tweet. If you haven't discovered what were the issues that made her walk away, if you haven't done the work to really refine yourself and become a better person, there's no point of coming back because all you're going to do is just waste mm -hmm. time and get the same results. Spot on. Uh, what both of you said, uh, hit a target on that one. Uh, it's interesting, though. Because I like how you said when a woman leaves, it's usually because she's reached a breaking point. And that's, oh, yeah. you know, afterwards she might come back if she believes you've changed. I just have to speak from my own personal experience when it pertains to men. Men, I, I, I have a pretty much 100% rate. Any man that I've ever broken up with, that they've broken up with me, I've broken up with them, they have come back 10 out of 10 times. I mean, always. So what's up with that? Like, what is it about guys that they always come back. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes I, I guess it, it might be the challenge um, that they don't. We I think for a lot of men, we have egos, uh, big egos, and we don't really like when that separation happens. So we try to go back after what we lost. But I think it, that just shows the importance of not taking for granted the, the person, the woman that's in your life right now and expecting her to be around forever uh, without you changing your ways. And just to go back to the point before, I know in sports, we would always say the moment that the coach stop yells, stop yelling at you, that means you're in trouble. That means he didn't gave up on you. So the moment that your woman 
it's, it stops complaining to you or she stops nagging you. That means your relationship is in trouble and she's probably about to check out. Uh, yes, absolutely. The second that we get quiet, because oh, yeah. Lord knows most of us women like to talk, right? We love, <laughs> uh -huh. you know, to, to, to make our case as loud right. and clear as we possibly can. The second that we shut up, you're in trouble. Uh, yeah. I, I love everything you both said on that topic. The next one is, and I know both of you aren't on Tinder, but you know, we have someone who <laughs> is continuously swiping, having no luck. They want to know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't that be interesting if you're like, wait a second, I'm on Tinder. Are you? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, we um, Someone wants to know what they can do. Yeah, no, and I'm not either. I wouldn't even be on Tinder even if I could be on Tinder because uh, I think Tinder is like maybe the worst of all of the apps. Maybe that's like right. the first thing we should tell this guy is get off <laughs> Tinder and maybe get on Hinge. I don't know if Hinge is any better. Um, uh, how can you improve your Tinder to receive matches? I get zero. It sucks. Oh, man. That, that's interesting because we're not really in the, the dating app space, but I can tell you this uh, from the research that we've looked at when it comes to dating apps. A lot of people are not having success um, in the dating apps because you don't really get to know the person really that well. Because on social media, people put on masks and they try to portray somebody that they expect other people to want. So you come into a relationship or a courtship um, not really on solid foundations because you're trying to uphold a certain image. Whereas when you're meeting people in person, your your five senses really has a chance to really uh, discover who that person is and you're able to build deeper relationships. So um, I guess in the dating space, be your authentic self, show up online how you truly are in person. That way when you meet the person in line, uh, offline, you don't have to go the extra mile to try to be somebody that you're not. Asha, do you have anything to add there? I definitely think I agree with him. You have to be authentic to yourself. Yeah. And I, I feel like Tinder, you you kind of want to just put out who you are. If it's not matching, just be authentic. Yeah, right. You probably don't want to match with someone who, if you have to, I guess, portray yourself as something different than you actually are, that's probably not like someone you would want to match with realistically anyways. Right. Uh, no, but yeah, You'd I'm with you. I feel like it's hard to. Yeah, I mean, then you have to like keep up this whole song and dance. And you're like, oh, I put that I love Mexican food and I really hate Mexican food. And now <laughs> right. I'm forced to eat chips and salsa every day, which right. sounds like a dream of mine. But maybe for someone else, <laughs> not. <laughs> um, right. Yeah. No, it's so true. I mean, I'm not on um, any dating apps either. I'm 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 good to go. But um I do recall when I was on it for a short period of time years ago that it was just such a hassle. And I feel like, you know, you'd get into these mini conversations with people and it's so easy to lose interest because yeah. it's mean meaningless and you're having like these BS conversations and not right. ever really meeting up. And it's like, oh, how are you? How are you? And it's like, okay, how long are we going to do this? Just ask me out for the love of God. Yeah. And um, mm -hmm. half the time you don't even get to that point. So it just... It's all kind of just a waste of time. So maybe we should just tell this guy to maybe, I don't know, take some walks and see Get if he can outside. meet someone in, yeah, in real exactly. life. Because I, <laughs> how did you, wait, that's a great question. How did you two meet? I'll let her tell the story to make sure she tells it right. We actually met through uh, his best friend at his draft party. He had a big party uh, in Philadelphia and we were both from Delaware at the time. So 
I got invited and his friend was there, I guess, scouting people for him. But we actually got introduced. And later on in the night, we met up and had a conversation. And since then, we've been inseparable. Yeah. Wow. So an in-person meeting. There we go. And more evidence as to why that. that makes more sense. <laughs> it's deeper than that. She didn't really go into this. So the reason why we connected Ooh. is we connected at the end of our party. We had at the end of my party, we had another discussion and we found out that we have the same birthday, the same year and everything. <gasps> so for her, it was like a match made in heaven. We were born together. And the more time we spent with each other, we realized that we had, like I said earlier, the same values, the same type of personality. It was it was a home run from there. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh, that's incredible. <clears throat> so what's the birthday? What day are we celebrating? July 11th. Well, um, maybe this is a match made in heaven because I'm July 14th. So are you really? there you have this it. Is we're, why all... we're on the show. Today. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Exactly. This is perfect. <laughs> um, OK, that's incredible. Um, I, should, should we say what year since? Oh, 1989. What? We're 34. Oh, OK. OK. Yeah. All right. We're not the same year, but we gave it a shot. That <laughs> would have so. that would have been pretty so. crazy. <laughs> Um, okay, next one. What are your green and red flags? Oh, man. For me, that's easy. Um, and we just had a recent episode where we talked about this because a lot of people think that uh, their potential partner should come into the relationship without any red flags. Um, my green flags is if she recognizes her red flags and she's committed to doing the work to change those red flags into green flags. So that's what I would say. My green flag is, you know, taking accountability, recognizing your red flags and making the commitment to make the necessary changes to turn those red flags into green flags. Because we all come into relationships with past trauma, um, past baggage. But if y'all are willing to do the work together, y'all can both experience healing together, which I think makes your relationship even more stronger because you have to be extremely vulnerable in order to express the things that happened to you in your past and, you know, making a decision to work through it with your partner. Okay. Asha, are you just, are you just, do you have any additional ones you want to? Yeah, I would say to my point and what Devin said, I would, I think a huge red flag for me would be just someone being dishonest when you're able to be honest and be from the beginning to be open and be vulnerable like Devin said it allows for those red flags to turn green um if we're willing to work through it get to a deeper conversation really understand each other so if you're not coming into the relationship or the courtship with a honest open perspective it's kind of hard for you to change that per shift that red to a green flag so uh I love this accountability if we could just say that word louder for the people in the back, because accountability yeah. for me is everything. Yeah. I don't expect anybody to be perfect. I am not right. perfect. I would be lying if I said that I was, but if you can take accountability for your actions and uh, recognize when you've done something wrong and, and go yeah. to the lengths to try and make things right, that is the most important thing. So I'm happy that you said Agreed. that word because that's, that's my big thing too. Um, why is dating, regardless of age, so difficult in the year 2024? I would say from a lot of conversations that we have, dating, for the most part, like we just said, is 
forced to be on social media. A lot of people are trying to keep up and portray certain images that are not authentic to themselves. So when you're able to just go out and meet people, be true to who you are, get to know people and people are not trying to keep up with the facade or what they think should be, it will be a lot easier. Yeah. To me, it just comes down to the paradox of choice, which basically state the more options that we have, the harder it is for us to choose. So I think it's hard for us in dating right now because Mm -hmm. whether people perceive they have a lot of options or they, they actually do have a lot of options, people don't want to be stuck with one person or stuck in a relationship because they feel like there's a bunch of opportunity out here in this world, whether it's through social media or meeting people in person. So I think that the access that we have um, to the, you know, large amounts of people make it makes dating harder. Yeah, I love social media for so many different reasons. I also hate social media for so yeah. many different reasons. And I do believe that it is one of the number one issues in relationships these days, because yeah. like you just said, when you have access to all of these options, even right. though they might not even be necessarily yeah. options, Um, that's the perception and just being able to contact literally anyone in the world at, you know, by the simple action of, of sending a DM or leaving a comment, um, it does create a lot of problems and we all know that's the case. Okay. Last one before I let you go, do women immediately think or decide whether or not they want to marry you on the first date? Absolutely. I think that's a question for you. I I don't believe on the first date we're thinking that we I think more so we see the potential of marriage Um, just by how you carry yourself, the conversation, things that you're doing. uh, We can definitely see the potential potential, but I don't think we're thinking like, oh, he's the one I'm about to marry him tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and I think it it really depends on the person's background and their upbringing. If they saw marriage gro- uh, growing up, if it was a healthy marriage growing up, if they understand that dating is really just a vehicle to get you to marriage. So it really just depends on that person's perspective. Because I know when me and Asha first got into a relationship, I didn't understand that dating was just supposed to be the vehicle to marriage. It's not the actual destination. So until my mindset shifted um, and I realized that I had a wife in front of me and not just a girlfriend, then we would have never made it to the point where we're at now. So it's really about people's perspective on dating, uh, the upbringing, what they saw and how it impacts them in their adult romantic relationships. First of all, the fact that you two are able to answer these questions as eloquently as you are. I mean, you're not just giving me like any old answers. You guys are they're very thoughtful. I really appreciate and respect what you do. And I love that you have the knowledge uh, and the background and the education to answer these questions from such a thoughtful perspective. So I'm so happy to have spoken with you. This is great. Um, I feel like I have a lot of questions about relationships that I'm gonna need my own personal advice for, which, you know, this is not the time or place at this very moment, but um, I'd love for you to come back sometimes and we can get into some more questions because I had, I had hundreds of people reaching out with questions, so I just grabbed a few um, for the sake of time. But um, thank you so very much to both of you. I uh, appreciate your time. I hope you two have a wonderful Valentine's Day. And obviously, this is just one day on the calendar year. I hope every day is as beautiful as the next for both of you. Thank Thank you. you. Thank Thank you for having us. Outkick the morning. We'll be right back after a short break. Stay tuned. All right, everybody. They're so sweet, aren't they? Oh my God, relationship goals. Uh, Does this mean that I need to start waking up with my sig other every day at 5 a.m. to do devotionals? 
I don't think that's going to happen because I love sleeping uh, any minute that I can. Uh, but I love the sentiment and I love that they do it. And maybe it's something I do later in the day. Maybe. We'll see. Um, that definitely would take some discipline to make that happen. But um, big thank you to Devin and Asha still. They were fantastic. Uh, a big thank you to all of you for being here. I have some really funny. I'm going to post them on my Instagram later. Um, yesterday, I posed the question, what is your craziest Valentine's Day date story? And the responses I get got were epic. Like, they were truly incredible. So I'm going to post some of those later. So if you have some time, go to my Instagram, scroll through. They're, I mean, in, 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 the, in light of love, and maybe not love on this day of love and maybe not love for depending on who you are, uh, we're going to share some of those. But everybody, thanks for being here. Follow me again on social media at Charlie on TV, and I will see all of you tomorrow. Happy Valentine's Day.